For sports content from the biggest leagues and competitions across the world, look no further than Reuters Connect, Reuters online news content platform. Reuters Connect makes finding the sports content you need easy, whether it's in-depth reporting from Reuters journalists or access to video highlights from around the world. Bring the world of sport directly to your workplace with Reuters Connect. For more information and a free trial, visit ReutersConnect.com. Welcome to Keeping Score. I'm Rick Haro. Each week, we bring you insights from the playmakers, dealmakers, and rulemakers in the world of sports. I'll give you my take on some of the items of the week using my 30 years of experience doing deals for teams, leagues, and players. Plus, we'll talk with a central figure in the sports world. The views expressed in this podcast are my own and do not represent the views of Reuters. Let's get started. Sports professor Riccardo inside the $1.3 trillion business of sports, and we are keeping score. Deal-making issues, three to one. A tremendously busy month, so let's get right to it. Three. Issue number three. The U.S. Polo Association, the official brand of the USPA, once again outfits competitive collegiate polo players through its nationwide collegiate partnership program. This season, the sport-inspired global brand welcomes its first historically black college to the program, Morehouse College, as well as the University of Kentucky. Over 40 teams annually participate from schools that span from east to west, small and large enrollments, and state schools to the Ivy League. The partnership involves U.S. Polo Association providing collegiate polo teams with branded face covers, performance jerseys, game whites, and gear bags, along with a financial donation. And in turn, the players wear officially U.S. Polo Association gear while practicing on the polo fields, as well as during campus life, whether that is virtual or in person. The U.S. Polo Association continue to support these amazing college polo teams and student-athletes even as activities have been limited due to COVID-19 restrictions. An inspiring story, and that's deal-making issue number three. Two. Number two, the Premier League's international growth strategy, providing increasingly successful in the U.S., it's proving that it has been positive, a new report by Altman Solon Consulting Firm. Having surveyed 14,000 sports fans in 10 countries across Europe, North America, and Latin America, 20% of Americans show an interest in English soccer's top flight, with that rising to 28% among those in the 18-24 to age group. The findings, published in Global Sports and News Survey 2020, reveal that the Premier League is on a par with Major League Soccer for interest amongst Americans in that younger age group just behind the U.S. women's national team which received interest from 31%. Germany's Bundesliga, perhaps surprisingly, matches the Premier League's level of interest with U.S. sports fans generally and is more popular in the 18-24 to age group, 31% expressing an interest. One. Number one, the 2021 PGA Merchandise Show will be all virtual this year, January 26, demo day preceding it, and the pandemic continuing Attendee safety took precedence, said the PGA of America. 40,000 PGA of American professionals, manufacturers, media, and golf industry insiders will now find ways to rapidly evolve and innovate. Senior Vice President of Brand Management and Industry Relations for Akushnet says, as one person, we've got to be very creative in the golf industry. And the news comes as U.S. retail golf equipment sales for the third quarter of 2020 surpassed the billion-dollar mark, according to Golf Data Tech. The first time sales in July, August, and September had ever hit that number. So, ironically, 
People staying indoors, but golf retail continuing to increase. Speaking of golf, November getting colder. It's time for the Masters, believe it or not. We're going to cover it a little bit more as we get closer to mid-November. But right now, uh, an interview that's basically long overdue because of his success in the industry as well as his philanthropy, Ernie Els, 2011 World Golf Hall of Famer. He just turned 50. He's 51 now. So he's in the class where he and Hale Irwin and Phil Mickelson and Bernard Longer tee it up to beat the heck out of each other in the Senior Champion Tour every week. But he won 70 tour times, 74 times as a professional, 19 on the PGA Tour, the U.S. Open in 94 and 97, and the British in 02 and 12. Certainly four majors qualifies him as a Hall of Famer, but also qualifies him as an incredible businessman and philanthropist. Here's Ernie Els. Ernie, I'm a Jupiter resident too, born in Miami, but uh, I view you as the as the dean of, of all of the Jupiter golfers because of your you know maturity, your acumen, your major wins, but compared to to Dustin and, and, and Justin and, and Ricky and, and all of those guys, you, uh, you know, you, you've got, you got the majors, but you got the perspective. You're also a profound businessman. So uh, thank you for being part of our community and part of our world. Rick, it's such a pleasure. Thank you so much. You know, and you guys have really embraced us down there. Uh, you know, for a long time, we were up in the Orlando area. We lived in England and, uh, we moved down to the Jupiter area in 2008 and obviously with uh, our son Ben in mind, you know, we, we found a beautiful school um, down on 45th street for Ben for autism. And then um, eventually we got enough courage to actually build our own school, um, you know, up there and on Indian town road. So uh, uh, it's been a wonderful journey for us down in the Jupiter area. Um, I remember Nick Price back in the day, told me, you know what, you got to come down to Jupiter, you know, when we were still in Orlando. And it only took me about 20 years to do that, but eventually we did that. And uh, we had a, we've had a wonderful time. Our daughter went to school uh, up in Hope Sound uh, at the Pine School. She goes to Stanford today. So, um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of our lives have changed because of our move to Jupiter. Well, speaking of life-changing, uh, congratulations on your on your on your Stanford daughter. That's going to be wonderful. And you know, the bottom line of the world today, and frankly, the predictions in the future is we've adopted adapted um, with COVID in various ways. Golf seems to have survived and thrived from the first events back to the Champions Tour to the television pieces to people watching it without crowds. Um, this is an international business audience. What, what, what has affected you the most uh, with life in COVID from the golf perspective? Well, it's, it's very different. You know, normally we play in front of uh, crowds. You know, uh, obviously we don't have that. Um, you know, I walk around with a, with a mask. You know, normally, you know, you grab your telephone and your keys. Um, now we grab grab the mask, keys, and telephone, uh, and go. Oh, yeah. What is that? What's on it? Is that a sponsorship opportunity? What's yeah, on I've that, man? I've got uh, XEO. This is one of my, my club sponsors. So, you know. Of course uh, it is. Again, uh, it's a new spot. <laughs> yeah, it's a new sponsorship opportunity for Ernie Els. That's what he got from COVID. Sorry exactly. I got, you know, we've got advertised. <laughs> we got, you know, free advertising on the mouth now. So, 
yeah. Uh, yeah. So that keeps the sponsors happy, as you say, you know, from a business perspective. perspective. But um, it's very different world, as you guys know. You know, we uh, we have to uh, keep in mind that we got to keep our social distancing and so forth. Um, I'm sponsored by SAP up here. Uh, they have office space all around the world, especially in New York City in Hudson Yard. Yeah. They are not. Nobody's going to the office at the moment. Everybody's working from home. So you can imagine the expense that they have to go through every month uh, of paying their rent in Hudson Yards and nobody's going to work. So it's been, you know, in the business world, it, it's been absolutely uh, uh, atrocious. So, uh, um, you know, from government, I, I think they've done a, they've tried to do a very good job of, of, of getting us going. Um, so we just got to wait and see, and hopefully that uh, um, that vaccine comes, and um, hopefully we can get back to normal life soon. Yeah, I don't, I, you know, maybe this is normal. We got to maybe just get normal, uh, uh, more used to this. Uh, but hopefully, well, hopefully, 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 the new normal gives us a, a vantage point of what the old normal was, and we can return to that. But there is some good news, I guess, from a, a metrics perspective. You know, television ratings continue to be up. Uh, we'll uh, we'll see what happens with the Masters when we're looking at snow on the ground in November, which is kind of an interesting challenge. Uh, but retail is up. Participation rounds are up. So people have viewed golf in an entirely different perspective. Maybe it's a savior. Maybe it's recreational rescue. What, what's your thought? That's absolutely right. You're spot on. I think golf is one of those sports uh, that, that gets you outside. You know, you can really social distance yourself on a golf course. Obviously, you know, you got, you got, you know, 120 acres of, of land that you're going to cover on a golf round. Um, you can have four guys play with you or, or, or ladies. You know, you can have four people play with you. You can, um, you can get on the carts, you know, one on a cart. So the golf, golf has really boomed in, in the COVID uh, uh, time, you know, and it's going to keep booming because, I mean, people – at home, working from home, um, you're going to have time to play golf. So um, golf golf has done really well out of this. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see, you know, and especially down in Florida, um, people are, are, yeah, are moving, a lot of people are moving out of big cities, uh, scared of, of COVID that's going to spike up in November. Uh, so we're going to be busy on the golf courses in Florida, I can tell you that. We've advocated... Uh and my buddy Ken Kennerly punches me whenever I say this, but we've advocated six foot gimmies because of social distancing. What do you think? <laughs> That's fine with me. You know, even, <laughs> even three footers. <laughs> yeah, good. Well, we've got a alum now with the Pied Piper of gimmies. Final question for me and then, then Ken. Uh, the uh, philanthropy piece is incredibly important to you, obviously, the Payne Stewart Award in 2005 and on and on. Um, you're inspired by family issues relative to autism, but generally, um, how important has, has, has golf been to give you a philanthropic charitable platform uh, and, and your plans in the future for that? Well, we, we've used golf in a huge way uh, for donor support. Uh, we've, we do 18 golf tournaments around the country. Um, we we have chairman. We allocate a chairman to each event, and we use you know my golf to to, to raise money. You know we we sell four balls. Um, those participants that do well or raise money over thirteen thousand dollars as a four ball, we we have a, a grand finale 
and we used to have it at the Breakers, but we were going to have it at the Bahamas uh, uh, this year, but now with COVID, we're not going to have that. But um, So we've really used golf as our platform uh, to go out there and, and raise money and uh, and basically build a school, or build a center out of um, what I've done on the golf course. People um, recognize me as a golfer, and we've used that as a platform to take it further. So golf has meant so much to myself and my family and has meant everything to us. So uh, uh, very grateful to be able to, 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 to be able to do this for the autistic uh, 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 environment of our kids at school. We got 281 kids at the school um, and, you know, golf is, uh, is our livelihood. You know, we've got a little part three at the back of the, the golf course uh, of the school there. And we have the kids out there every single day. They're out there, you know, hitting golf balls and having some fun. So golf has uh, been really good to our family. So we have a variety of answers to this question that we normally talk about now. Mid-November, Farmer's Almanac predicts eight inches of snow in Augusta. Just kidding. But there is an opportunity there to talk about snow golf. Bernard Longer told me about his event and one of his events in Summerfield, Summerfield, I guess it was, where he had to hit a a uh, 160-yard shot with three inches of snow on the ground. So uh, it's going to be a different circumstance at Augusta, is it not? I'll tell you one thing. The guy that can hit the long ball is going to have one heck of an advantage. And you know who I'm talking about now. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I yeah. mean, uh-huh. it is going to be such a big advantage, more so than any other uh, time we've ever played Augusta. It's going to be probably wet. As you say, it's going to be cold. The ball doesn't fly very far in cold uh, atmosphere conditions. Uh, so the, the guy that can launch that, that driver, you know, Augusta is pretty friendly when it comes to accuracy. You don't have to be too accurate. So you just got to be able to get it out there. And then from there, you got to play. And with a shorter iron into a lot of those long par fours and then the par fives, you can attack. So the guys that can launch it, I think the guys are on the in the gym right now and uh, getting longer shafts built into their club heads, um, trying to hit it as long as they can to get up there with Bryson. I think uh, it's going to be quite a show. Ernie Else gives us perspective far beyond just the golf course heading into the Masters. Welcome in to the Esports Minute of Keeping Score with Rick Horo. I'm Mitch Reams from the Esports Network. Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster just launched a new esports organization. Juju is one of the most active traditional sports players in gaming and esports. He first joined Drake and Ninja alongside Travis Scott during that famous Fortnite stream and has worked closely with FaZe Clan, a leading esports organization, over the last few years. Last week, he announced Team Diverge. The new organization is described as a gaming, entertainment, and lifestyle company. Based on that and its athlete owner, the org will likely be trending towards the FaZe Clan content model and not a pure competitive focus like most other esports orgs. Team Diverge is also claiming to be the first athlete-led gaming, entertainment, and lifestyle company. I guess it depends on how you categorize that type of company, but plenty of esports organizations are owned by athletes. Rise and Echo Fox are two big ones, they're owned by Roger Saffold and Rick Fox respectively. Plenty of soccer players also have orgs and so do a couple other football players. That's not even including all the athletes who have invested in organizations. Most major orgs have at least a couple athlete backers at this point. Juju is one of the best examples of how athletes can use gaming to build massive brands. He's active on all social media platforms and has over a million subscribers on YouTube, over a million followers on Twitter, and over 3 million followers on Instagram. 
A lot of that growth has been thanks to his active presence in gaming circles, as well as being a great NFL receiver. Even though this seems to be a down year for the wide receiver, and Chase Claypool seems to become the guy in Pittsburgh, Juju's social channels are still growing at a rapid rate. If the Steelers end up moving on from Juju after the season as has been speculated, he could be coveted by a team not just for his wide receiver skills, but also for the personal fan base he brings thanks to his gaming activity. That's all for this eSports Minute of Keeping Score. Now back to Rick Hora. The Sports Tech Minute. FIFA cements eSports world-class stats. They revealed new plans for its eSports events. Played on EA Sports FIFA 21, announcing a new FIFA E tournament structure called and created to unify and highlight three clear and distinct narratives of competitive FIFA. Players, clubs, and nations. And in addition, according to Synopsis Sports, the FIFA E World Cup and the FIFA E Nation Series now feature a $500,000 prize pool with the FIFA E Club Series putting 350000 on the line. In addition, another $3 million in prizes will be distributed by EA across qualifiers, regional playoffs, and the E Champions League with E Libertores as part of the EA Sports FIFA 21 Globe Series. Obviously a big deal as we continue with eSports controlling a significant amount of investment dollars today and down the road. Your good sports time, and as we've usually said during the pandemic, the minute is not focused on one thing but many. The next version of The Match will feature The Chuck. Phil Mickelson partners with Charles Barkley for Capital One's The Match 3, Champions for Change, Stone Canyon Golf Club in Oro Valley, Arizona, November 27, last year's winner, paired with Tiger Woods, Peyton Manning. He'll be back, and Stephen Curry. It benefits historically black colleges and universities, as well as other charitable causes. The bottom line is this is something that will become certainly much of a tradition. For the transformative effect he had on basketball and American culture more broadly, the late Kobe Bryant will be remembered with a new display at the Smithsonian National Museum for African American History and Culture, significant for his creativity both on and off the court. The PGA Tour signed a deal with Vivint Smart Home for title sponsorship of the Houston Open, which now becomes the Vivint Houston Open, November 5 through 8, Memorial Park Golf Course for the first time since 1963. They're partnering with the Houston Astros Golf Foundation, viable, significant contribution in the Houston community. Astros Golf Foundation, led by their owner, Jim Crane. Good for them, good for him. And New York City Soccer cuts the digital ribbon on mini pitches throughout the city. October 21 saw the digital launch of the New York City Soccer Initiative, an ambitious $3 million public-private partnership to build 50 pitches in underserved neighborhoods in just five years. The program serves 10,000 young New Yorkers through after-school soccer and mentoring programs. And that's your Good Sport Minute. Finally, Enid Vienna back with her Lifestyle Minute. She's a lifestyle expert and wellness writer, editor of two websites, theevsocial.com, covering entertainment, wellness, fashion, and travel, and hamptonsmom.com, which addresses all things family on Long Island's Magical East End. She also contributes content to various magazines and websites, such as Hamptons Magazine and artsugar.com, and follow her on Instagram, theevsocial, and Hamptons Moms.
Well, her comments deal with plastics today. Big environmental moves are happening in Denver with potential for impactful, sustainable trickle-down effect following a naming rights deal with Ball Corp based outside of Denver and the Pepsi Center then will become the Ball Arena and will phase out single-use plastics for all cold beverages, including water, soda, and beer. Aluminum cups will replace the plastic cups and will be reusable. They'll also implement recycling infrastructure in the stadiums. The partnership extends to other sports properties owned by billionaire Stan Kroenke, including the Rams and their new $5 billion SoFi Stadium, as well as English soccer club Arsenal and its Emirates Stadium. No more single-use plastics at Denver Nuggets and Colorado Avalanche games? Will the aluminum cups replace the ubiquitous red cup solo forever? Well, certainly hope so, and applaud Ball Corp for paving the way in ending single-use plastics at sporting events, and hope celebrities and big-name sports stars will hop on the sustainability bandwagon. Is anyone on the Denver Nuggets or Avalanche hearing this? If so, shout out these new cups and make them go viral. Perhaps stadiums can incentivize sports goers with free refreshments if you bring a recycled cup to each game. Large sporting event can throw up to 750,000 plastic bottles per game, and clearly it's time to start creating a more sustainable experience, which will help everyone in the long run. Getting some star power behind this will enact some positive environmental change. And just think about that. Throwing out 750,000 plastic bottles per game, clearly it's time to start. Well, that's Enid's Lifestyle Minute. I'd like to thank her for her contribution. I'd like to thank Ernie Ells for his perspective and his philanthropy. We'd like to thank you for listening and watching. And join us next week when we go and continue to keep score. Action Images is the global multimedia sports agency of Reuters. Leagues, teams and federations around the world rely on Action Images to create, distribute and monetize their content. Action Images' global footprint means sports media expertise is never far away. For more information, visit actionimages.com.